Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Juno Community Call number three, organized by the Communication SubDAO. Let's take a listen. Hi, guys. Greetings from White Whale. Greetings. What's up? So, did Team Red win now? Because I'm red. <laughs> I mean, it seems like the war continues, uh, but uh, we uh, were the first to activate and we were the first to update our names. So it seems like Team Red is winning. It's pretty obvious. Okay, that's good because blue kind of sucks. Sorry, blue guys. Hello, friends. Good evening, everybody. Finally, a co-host. Thank you. Okay, let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to Juno Community Call number three where we'll be providing exclusive updates and information about what's going on with Juno on a bi-weekly basis. Can I just have a quick mic check because I've changed um, uh, changed microphone today. Just give us a thumbs up if that's clear. Excellent. Good stuff. We intend to keep a consistent presence and we'll feature various individuals involved in the Juno community uh, ecosystem during the call. I'm happy to have with us today Jake from the core team. How are you doing, core members? We're we're fucking stoked, stoked. man. Like I feel like uh, fire the fire's coming back. I mean, we've got a lot of updates with V12. Uh, Reese has been working super hard on that. God damn, it's looking great. I'm gonna just take a wee moment here to um I'll request Jacob to go as a speaker also and I will shout out who's on the call today. I see Stake Sito, I see Mike, I see Skip. <coughs> Excuse me, my voice is still not right. Post humans here. Hello everybody. Um, yeah, I'm here, please. Really nice to see all of you. Very well, very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, all good. Terra Spaces in the house. Thank you very much. Swift are in the house. Del Rey. I see Ama. I see Secret. Yep. Looking busy. Excellent stuff. Um, time to outline the agenda and the key topics for today's discussion. But before I do that, I would like to mention that the call will last approximately 60 minutes. Might go over a little bit tonight and will be recorded for future reference. Agenda as follows. Uh, updates from the core teams, aiming for about 20 minutes on that. Governance recap, on-chain and Commonwealth. Uh, project updates on Juno. We have four guests today um, for the project updates. I've not seen one yet. I know they're travelling, so we might not actually speak to them at the moment, but we'll just see how the call goes. But we have Skip, Wind, Caesar Dow and Foman from our good friend Post Human. Um, 
Timmy, I'll get you added in a wee second, one minute. And uh, at the end, we'll have community questions and an open mic. Let's see if I can just get Timmy here in a wee sec. Oh, he can't speak. That's fine. Okay. Updates. Uh, oh, sorry. As mentioned, we've got Core 1 here today. We'll talk a little bit more about any technical updates happening on Juno and go over some of the recent Gov props that have happened. So let's get into it. Updates from the Core teams. Reese. V12 updates. What's the current state? Hey there. Yes, we have some very exciting updates. So at the beginning of the month, we released a version 12 update article containing all of the features that are coming in this next upgrade. Uh, If you've not already read this, it's a really good read to get you up to date. And you can find it pinned on the official Juno account. So that goes through the layman terms as well as some more technical details on how each module and new features coming to Juno will interact with with one another and how it improves the development experience as well as user experience and relayers. From current updates, uh, we have added IBC hooks module from Osmosis, and this will allow sending tokens as well as doing a contract execution in the same IBC message. So this will majorly enhance user experience for doing some action all in just one click on Kepler. Uh, We just recently finished the documentation for the Oracle module, so that way we can get that up on testnet. And we've also improved the Swagger API query endpoints for modules that way that developers can easier find how to interact with the chain uh, from a Web2 standpoint. So this is a major improvement there. We actually just finished the cleanup PR uh, that was merged just before this call. So I'll be tagging the version 12 release right after this call. Um, We will be running on the uni testnet this week. The goal is to ensure stability as well as that all the new modules work as expected. And at this time, we'll be continuing to write tests and ensure max coverage of different edge cases that you know we may have not had the time to write out yet just to ensure those are covered. And then we'll also be working to get DowDow to leverage these new features and to migrate different DAOs uh, depending on their needs. So once completed, we'll roll out that out to mainnet, but at this time, validators can begin to review code and have more eyes over it as it is in a, a final stance. That's amazing. So much good stuff in this release, like Token Factory. Hell yeah, that's amazing. Developer incentives. Like, hot damn, you've been working hard. It's like, uh, I'm so It's it's a really good one. Um, We've had a lot of really awesome back and forth um, between the devs. And like, on a couple of occasions, it was just really cool, like, feedback loop that we had going. like for example, Reese's uh, cleanup PR and uh, like Notional Crew did one on one of Reese's PRs. And we just got this awesome cadence rolling, um, which is awesome for V12, V13, and and even beyond. Um, and really interested to see what contract authors you know take this and build. Um, in fact, bronze faced one. I've never been on a call with you before. And like, have you reviewed um, V12? And like, what are your thoughts on it? I have a lot of, so I could probably fill the whole space with, with thoughts on, on V12. Go for it. I mean, like, um, <laughs> so when I think about developing Juno, I think about the contract deck, and I'm so interested in your thoughts on this release. I think the most, so there are a couple of very important things um, in this upgrade. I think the most important one and also the most underrated ones is the oracles because blockchains, they have these 
awesome properties. Like um, they're transparent, they um, immutable, but they are disconnected from the outside world. So to make anything useful outside of shuffling tokens, you need data. And I think oracles will unlock a lot of new features in the ecosystem. And just before I close my thought here, um, oracles are notoriously hard to build and extremely complex, maybe even one of the most complex things in crypto. So I just want to raise awareness that this is a hypercritical infrastructure and needs to be um, maintained very well. Um, it was a surprising amount of code. Um, and a good deal of refinement on it to re-stank you um, for like that rundown that you did and that cleanup PR. And because guys, it was huge. This this Oracle PR ended up at two hundred and ten, I think, commits um, before getting merged. And so, like a whole bunch of people came together uh, to review the thing and you know make sure that it was good to go. And uh, I'm very very interested in in sort of like next steps. And I, I noticed Skip up here. And um, I don't know if we get get a little window into what Skip's thinking these days. I think I think there's going to be a time in the call for that. I think we were just wrapping up the V12 conversation, but oh, okay. Um, gotcha, I just gotcha. want to give a shout out to you guys, Jacob. Like Notional really took so much, like put so much effort into getting this V2 out with some like really huge features, like like the Oracle. Like so, like kudos to you guys if you're listening. Consider delegating to to the devs. Um, so yeah, thank you. Like it's, I'm so excited uh, for this release. Thanks. Thanks to the community and the contract authors really like, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think Jake, like you, you, you probably vibe with this conception. I see Juno and just the audience. I, I haven't like talked tons about like my own Juno experience. The most interesting thing about Juno were the weeks after enabling Cosmosm and watching it go from a single thing to many in the span of a couple weeks. Like, by the way, just so everybody is aware, like, I didn't really work with smart contracts before. I'm not like an ETH head. Um, and just watching app after app after app come to Juno was fascinating to me. Absolutely. Well, Jacob, while you're on, it's the perfect time to, if you want to add anything extra in about what Notional Validator do for Juno and across the whole cosmos, because you are a bit of a legend in the space in my eyes. So you can have the floor for a couple of minutes and describe what you do and, yeah, just say hello to everybody. And then we can move on to what Jake's been up to with Dal Dal. And then we'll move on to the next agenda. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um Hey, I'm Jacob. And when Osmosis Genesis was really when Notional got kicked off. Um, and what we do that's unique, a couple of angles. Well, it's, first of all, bare metal validation. I guess when we started it, it really might have been unique. A lot of people told me that it was impossible uh, to like have. I just had this one big computer, guys. Uh, so Notional was like me and a giant computer uh, in a really tiny apartment in Hanoi. 
and we joined Osmosis, started to watch the Relay Network, learned how to relay, and grew that. Along the way, we also built out like a, a suite of tools, uh, well, tools and documentation that allowed other people to build out like their own at-home validation systems. And the reason that this is important, and by the way, if anybody in the audience is interested in doing this, you know, go for it. Uh, the reason it's important is that it, like many chains are unfortunately unpluggable. Um, and the reason that they're unpluggable is that like they have too many nodes in one place. And so like basically a cloud provider, some cases AWS, some cases Hetzner, but basically some cloud provider can actually rug the whole chain. So we began kind of pushing on trying to help other validators move to this bare model infrastructure. And it's been really neat because a lot of them have actually. And even chains come to us these days uh, asking, hey, who do you know who's, who's doing this? Which is cool too. So there's that aspect. So we do validation. We also do relaying. Um, so relaying is basically like what makes IBC work. And alongside the relaying, we also got into a whole lot of kind of like advanced IBC admin activities um and on top of that we do rpc services so um an rpc is what your wallet talks to uh needs to talk to the chain somehow because the chain isn't running on your computer so um we run rpcs for i think 50 now uh cosmos chains it's like almost everything in the chain registry and we're actually working on trying to be universal. Um, the biggest like performance increase that we were able to make on the RPC side uh, was using PebbleDB, which is like a very, very fast key value store. Um, on top of that, though, we also do software engineering. and security research uh as well so um yay i can talk about this one so um interesting case recently was like the quicksilver incident on the hub um which you know how do i put it well I, I guess i can say everything because you know it's just out now um we found that i think late summer early fall fixed it and unfortunately the the hub had not deployed that fix um and and that's why that occurred and in on december 7th uh i noticed that the hub hadn't deployed that fix and i thought, oh what's going on here let them know about it but unfortunately like they didn't really have time to uh make a chain upgrade and uh quicksilver kind of got uh might be a good word um now Basically, one of the things that we do is in the background, we're always looking for anything in that class of stuff. And then on the software engineering side, um, 
notional write software with and for the Cosmos SDK, uh, Cosmwasm, Tendermint, but we don't call it Tendermint anymore because the name has been rugged, and IAVL, uh, and also IBC. So we've made contributions to all those pieces of software um, and to really a number of really successful Cosmos chains. And actually, just to the whole audience, I, you know, I, I want to express gratitude. Uh, if it wasn't for the contract authors, the different chain teams, the people in the community, um, you know, I, I feel like none of this really would have happened. And I also feel like the the growth that we've had at Notional is frankly improbable. Um, we've come tremendously far and have uh, basically like now we have one of the few multidisciplinary uh, development teams in Cosmos. And actually, if anybody has any questions like about what we do at Notional, I, I suppose I could kind of finish off with that. Yeah, I was going to say, if um, if anybody does want to reach out, Jacob, you're probably best reached out on Twitter. But other than that, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, um, very mind-blowing what you do for the community and the, the ecosystem at home. Thank you very much for your time on the call. Um, Jake, how's it going? Uh, I hope you're well. And congratulations on the uh, successful launch of Dal Dal V2 and the, the current... Um, DAO games that's going on. Uh, if there's anything that you'd like to add to the to the call today, mate, feel free to go for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's lots more data v two goodness that's that's happening. Uh, now that we've released it, we're you know like processing all the feedback we get, and you'll you'll notice new small features getting added very very quickly. So keep an eye on it over the next couple of weeks uh if you know feel free to tweet at dow dow i want this thing and we'll, we'll try to make it happen uh, i think we're gonna have a dow dow community call at some point soon so stay tuned for that if you don't follow dow on twitter uh definitely definitely recommend to follow there but yeah lots is happening uh oh wait wait what what, what twitter because i've looked for it what the dow twitter you, you haven't seen it Yes, sir. It's like DA, it's, 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 D, it's DA zero, DA zero. Oh my God! Thank you, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, we're, we're working on getting the other ones, but uh, it's a. Uh, well, you know, name squatting—it's a thing. Whatever. It, it uh, is a thing. I'm already following it, but uh, yeah, it, it was a trouble in tagging. Gracias. <laughs> and then yeah, anyway, so yeah, if you're interested in Dow Dow, check out uh the Dow Dow Twitter, DA0 underscore DA0. Uh we're gonna be doing a community spaces soon. Uh feel free to tweet at us if there's a feature that you really want for your DAO. We'll try to make it happen. Uh the whole red versus blue thing, I don't know where that came from, but it kind of like fucking sort of blew up. Uh and it's a lot of fun. Now there's like purple DAO and black DAO. It's it's a blast. So uh yeah, good times. Yeah, phenomenal stuff, Jake, man. Great work. And uh, yeah, just to give you a little shell as well, Dal Dal, do have a validator on Juno. If you want to contribute to their uh, awesome work, then give them a delegation. I know we switched. Oh, yeah, I forgot to, to mention that. We uh, launched this historic new feature. First for Dow tooling and all of crypto, 
you can now run a validator as a DAO. And as the DAO, 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 we, we run a validator. We, we appreciate delegations. I get zero of it. It literally just goes to like paying like our awesome front end devs, like Noah, who works so hard to make a really awesome user experience. So support Noah, delegate to the DAO, DAO, DAO validator. And maybe considering launching your own DAO validator. Who knows? Maybe even Notional will be a DAO run validator. Like, I, I assume that we can't convert it, although there, there's talk of, like, being able to send your validator operator. But, Jake, we want to be a DAO validator. And the reason is, just for the whole audience, these changes of being able to, like, group administer a validator, um, it fundamentally improves the security model. And I'm just thrilled about it. Phenomenal stuff. Very excited for the future of DAO DAO indeed. Let's proceed uh, to the next item on the agenda. Uh, we'll run through some governance recap uh, on chain and from the forum. Uh, I'll go start off from the latest since the last call was Prop 83 and uh, sort of the same as Prop 85, which was make journal carbon neutral by purchasing NCT eco credits from Osmosis Dex. Um, my question would be, what are some strategies that proof of state networks can implement to reduce their carbon footprint and become like more environmentally sustainable? If this prop was like a good reason, then then why didn't it pass? Could someone provide any explanation? Uh, I think it's on mostly that? just timing. Like it's all time low in the market. People don't feel like charity as much right now. Uh, I, I think if they like put this prop up at a different time, people would feel differently about it. Uh, I think there's also opportunities to like improve the prop. I certainly think that validators can uh, like advertise that, you know, at, like that they like offset their carbon for, you know, people that really care about that stuff. And I'm really excited for all the environmental DAOs that are going to be launching and leveraging regen network to you know, support environmental causes like reforestation and stuff. Even if you don't believe in climate change, like look at the fucking satellite data. Like they're cutting down the forest faster than they're growing. So, you know. Yeah, this is a very interesting part about Regen's work. I mean, I, I will shill their approach for a second. I don't even believe in carbon credits, but like um I, I think I may believe in climate change, global warming, but not 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 really sure on that. Because it might just be climate change, e.g. like natural climate change. And carbon credits can't be measured, but they're the, the the regenerative work that they're trying to do goes much further and is very interesting to me. I think okay. uh, I think there'll be probably future proposals that are, are more sensible and more like timely. So um, I'm excited to explore more things in the future. I mean, if you think of it purely from the DGEN perspective, like it's also a great marketing opportunity because that's one of the biggest reasons people FUD crypto. Yeah, yeah. Totally um, so it's a, it could be a, a good signaling thing at the right time. Uh, yeah, and I'm totally. really excited to explore future possibilities, even though these proposals didn't pass. But. Yep, yep, excellent. Uh, okay, I'll move on to Prop 87 Hack Juno Turkey. Um, there's a link on mint scan as, as, as anybody wants to go and read these through it's currently uh, I think the voting ends uh, this Friday um, you know Turkey is a rapidly growing technology sector in my opinion you know which means there's a high potential for talented individuals to pers participate in crypto hackathons especially 
you know, they're shelling Juno, causing wars on. It's a good thing. We should be supporting this, in my opinion. But, you know, if you want to go and still vote on that, it ends on Friday. But if uh, anyone does have anything further input to add here, feel free. I think these, like, international communities to reach out to, like, international devs is great. Plus one for me. I think it's a reasonable ask, too. So if people aren't asking too much money and they want to do, like, international events, I think that's things we should support. Um, Prop 89. Cosmos option vaults by Caesar Dow. I'll, I'll not go too much into it because we do have Caesar up on the project updates a little little soon. Um, but uh, Caesar Dow creators of the forecast, the general price betting platform. Um, so yeah, we'll talk to them shortly. Uh, with that, we've concluded the on-chain gov proposals. Now let's quickly shift the focus to draft proposals uh, from Commonwealth. Uh, let's dive into those and see what new exciting ideas the community have. The community spend proposal for Amigo Sound Project. Now, I'm a music fan. I worked in the music industry. Love all this shit. Uh, but I just like to ask the opinion of anybody on the panel here of the spend and if there's anything they would like to add to this Commonwealth, if it, if it would, uh, what, what your opinion would be if it, if it make on chain. So they're requesting oh. 50,000 Juno they're requesting. At uh, the price of last month's general price at two dollars, I, I think it's I think it's good. I would encourage the team to vest that Juno over time with the new vesting payment contract. Uh, I think that that's a a, a slightly better option. Yeah. Um, but it, like with with some vesting, I think it's a pretty reasonable ask, and uh, it could be really exciting. It, it it is a really good team, actually. Like a. It's a lot of the folks from Web3 Builders Alliance, and so they have access to like quality devs. And uh, I think music NFTs are are super exciting, and uh, especially if you combine them with like DAOs on Juno, you got like a really great record, uh, easy recipe for record label DAOs, which is something that I care about a lot. So uh, it's a cool proposal. I think uh, the community maybe should just push back on like yeah, a vesting schedule or some sort of like milestone based system. I think would be really great for that project. Excellent. Yeah, um, I'd love to chat to the guys as well. I, I love the idea, of, as you well know. Um, general Market and Subdial Fund proposal, I believe they've pulled the plug on it, um, but you can go and read on that if anyone wants to chat about it later on the <coughs> the open mic, for sure. Come on, we'll have a chat about it. Um, if there's nothing left on the governance on-chain in Commonwealth, I'm going to move on to project updates on Juno. Uh, Skipper in the house. Uh, I'd like to introduce Magmar. Is it Magmar I've got today? Uh, we got Magmar and also Barry here. Oh, wicked good stuff. All right, then. Could you tell us more about the potential like implications of good MEV and the effects it can have in the industry? How you see it shaping the future of blockchain and decentralized systems? Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of a good time to have a chat because... Um, like, I, I don't know if you guys have been watching, but like recently, MEV on Juno is like heated up a lot. Like it's like like a thousand X. Um, I think a lot of this has been sort of like uh, people enabling skip to, to the point that like now we have this critical mass of like, you know, 65% of blocks or so are, are like the top of them are built by skip, um, which sort of allows for traders and like this ecosystem to begin developing. All of it's still arbitrage and, and liquidations. There's no front running or sandwiching or anything like that. But now we're capturing in some cases like 
$150 to $200 in a single transaction going right back to stakers and, and validators. Um, so that's been exciting to see. Um, we also just during this call actually announced a, a new feature called um, Skip Secure, which is more user-facing where users can use Skip Secure as a backend um, for Kepler or for anything else uh, that enables them to basically be directly gossiped to validators. Um, so nobody can see their transaction ever. It goes right from their like front end directly into the blockchain um, without anyone seeing it in between. So it never hits the mempool. Um, and this is only enabled because like Skip has these private connections with validators. Um, so we can like also include sort of that privacy and give that back to users as well. Um, but yeah, Barry, did you want to add anything? No, I mean, I, I think like one thing that's been pretty cool for me to see just on Skip and Juno in particular is when we got started with Skip, uh, we had this idea that in Cosmos, we've talked about this a lot since then, this idea that in Cosmos, like validators and delegates and like chain core devs are in a, a very tight um, virtuous feedback cycle with one another, where the actions of the validators are intended to improve the long-term sustainability and health of the chain, um, and the delegates vote for the validators they think are doing the best job of that with respect to the, the chain devs. And, and we think that's like a big source of Cosmos's long-term um, long competitive advantage. And one thing that's been cool is so like when, when you guys started out, a lot of people from different ecosystems are like, no way, like validators are gonna take all the MEV for themselves. Like no way they just like give it back to the network. That doesn't make sense. We've never seen that with MEV before. Um, but what we see on Juno is actually a huge variety of preferences, but on average validators deciding to give back large percentages of MEV to delegates and, and to the network at large. So we're seeing, an average of 70% of MEV value being given straight back to the network. And the crazy thing about this is this isn't validators giving back MEV just to their delegates, it's validators giving back to all stakers in the network, which is like a kind of banana school thing that's happening. Um, and we see similar values on other networks, but Juno is the highest, which is pretty cool. It's like the highest by a large margin. Um, so I, I think that's like a pretty special thing about the Juno community. Loving this stuff. That's absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, is there any place anyone wants to find more information on Skip? I, I know you do have a recently updated Notion site, or is it just catches on Twitter or anything like that? Would that be the best place to ask any questions if anyone's interested? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can always like reach out to us. Um, I'm uh, I'm Magmar100 on Telegram. Barry's BPID400. Um, but then, yeah, you can go to docs.skip.money or just docs or just uh, skip.money and you can see like everything we have there. We have a new dashboard that we just launched about that shows like bundle by bundle activity. Um, and, you know, everything, everything's public as, as a standard with Skip. Um, validators that run it are public. Their preferences are public. How much they, money they've made is public down to the tenth of a cent. Um, you know, what bundles have gone through the entire system are public and who submitted them is public. Uh, everything, everything's in the open. Um, but yeah, let us know if you have any questions or, or feedback or anything like that. Also, a huge shout out, White Whale. 
because we've been working with them closely. They make incredible bots. They brought a lot of staking rewards back to Juno via their bots. So definitely a critical partner for us. So and if you've got something to say, I see your hand up, go for it. We're good on time. Yeah. Uh, hi, Agnes. Um, thanks for the shout out. I um, just want to take the opportunity to say um, that White Whale has flash loans on Juno and we maintain an open source MEV bot that uses White Whale flash loans, obviously, but also natively integrates with, um, with Skip. So if you are an MEV searcher or you're trying to get into that, take a look at, uh, at what we built. It's a great starting point for you to, um, yeah, to get your hands dirty. Yeah, awesome. and just to just to expand on that, like the the there's this like meme in MEV communities that like open source bots aren't good. The white whale bot is like actually really good. Like people who were just running the vanilla white whale bot it seems made hundreds of dollars this weekend, which is like you know pretty good return for just running a script. Yeah, we also have a bot, by the way. It's probably not as good, but it's it's pretty good, and we keep putting time into it. So. Uh, so the people with the hands up, um, feel free. You can go with uh, Will. The I can't read the rest of your name, but yeah, you go first. Then Paul Schumann has a question, I believe, after that, and then we'll move on to Caesar Dow. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hey, what's up, Barry and Mag? Cool to see you guys here. I was just looking at the uh, the Twitter and saw you guys on a space, so figure I'd pop in. I've been meaning to ask this question for a while. Um, what are the nuances, and how does like MEV differ in in the Cosmos and Juno ecosystem compared to Ethereum or other L ones? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think there's a few things. So, th so the first one is like the Ethereum ecosystem's uh, MEV supply chain was developed by you know some folks on the Ethereum research side and largely by the Flashbots team. We have a lot of respect for them as engineers and as researchers, but they made some choices very early on that diverge significantly from what we think like makes sense as a solution and an equilibrium in Cosmos. Um, the most notable thing there is that like the entire MEV supply chain, and Ethereum is, is very nicely designed to maximize a single number, which is how much profit can be extracted from a block by reordering, including or excluding transactions. It's very, very good at that. Um, you have multiple layers of aggregation between what they call builders who build the blocks, searchers who are looking for independent opportunities, relayers who aggregate multiple builders, and then finally the validator picking like the most profitable block at the end of the day. And so what you're left with is a system that's like really good at making money, but like doesn't have any ability to express other kinds of preferences in how blocks should be built. Um, whether that is to say things where you'd want to, for a DEX, not have front running or sandwiching, or whether it's something where you'd say, okay, we want to give some percentage of MEV back to LPs or something like that. Um, there's, no, there's no additional layer of expressivity. And so as we go about building in protocol, um, more sovereign MEV solutions in Cosmos, we're always working from this perspective of like, how do we build a toolkit that gives Cosmos control over its block space, as opposed to how do we build a toolkit that is designed to maximize MEV extraction, which we, and, and I think like, 
as we can see with, with the choices that, that Juno validators are making, is not what Cosmos necessarily wants. And then the second thing is the Ethereum supply chain is very nicely designed to put all of the revenue from MEV or like the vast, vast majority of it back specifically in the pockets of validators and not necessarily taking into account delegates or smart contract devs or LPs or users or all of the other like people who kind of give an ecosystem its value. And so again, when we've been designing Skip, we're, we're always thinking about this from the perspective of how can we make sure that our product allows the community to express whatever kind of distribution function it wants. We're very early stage there insofar as like the, the main thing now is validators giving delegates back money, but we're moving towards a more smart contract based approach, the Cosm Wasm, that's going to allow us to encode a lot more cool stuff in there and to bring it all on chain in a super trustless way. So uh, I don't know if that answers the question, but to summarize, like one, um, Cosmos is about sovereignty and control, not profit necessarily in the short term, which we think means more profit in the long term. And two, um, we think there's cool things you can do in Cosmos around who makes money off of them. No, that was, a, that was like a really good answer. Really appreciate it. And like you being like technical, able to explain it to me. So it's like pretty easily digestible um, by, by the non-technical person like myself. So really appreciate you guys. Been, been great listening in so far. Great question. <clears throat> Thank you very much for that. Um, Vladimir, do you have anything to say on this or shall we move on to Caesar as you'll get some time after Caesar, Dal? So uh, we also created the DAO for the post-human validator on DAO, DAO zone. And uh, so we was the pioneers of the uh, validator who is uh, under control of the governance of the DAO. Uh, and uh, we uh, uh, we implemented a little bit earlier, and uh, we have a big success in this. Uh, and uh, for now, our delegators uh, can govern the uh, validator activity by the proposals, and we already have uh, several uh, proposals. Now, proposal number six uh, in the process, and we have uh, already good treasury and so on. So we are really excited that uh, Dao Dao Zone help uh, us to govern our validator and uh, to be the like the first on this way of the decentralization of validation because we think that this is the future. But mostly, I uh, wanted uh, to tell about our contributions to the Juno network and. Uh, uh, how we develop a, a network not from the technical side, more from the humanitarian side, and I don't know uh, better to do it now or later. Um, well, if Caesar Dow's okay for jumping on for us uh, just after you, we can just continue with the forming chat, and yeah, can please continue. Yeah, so um, if you will look at the messages, uh, uh, to the uh, comments, I uh, already post three examples of uh, our contributions. So we uh, created uh, Juno Weekly, and uh, every week we uh, collect all the most important news about Juno and uh, uh, tweet it with the Cosmos Ecosystem Twitter. 
and uh, the, at this Jona Weekly, we uh, try to collect the most important information and all stats. And uh, uh, you need to understand that we are just humans for now. We will be post humans in the near future. So if we need something, uh, uh, just help us to do it better and uh, write us what is you think is really important. We will try to add all the information to the Juno Weekly. Also, of course, we uh, now uh, produce Cosmos Ecosystem news uh, about the whole Cosmos Ecosystem. And of course, uh, in the every issue, we speak about Juna too. And uh, you can see at the last Cosmos Weekly news, uh, Juna uh, in the center of our uh, digital newspaper. Uh, and uh, if you think that is something not enough there, so uh, feel free to write us uh, about uh, the most excited news that you think is important to spread among the community. And uh, we start to uh, make a uh, daily news from the Cosmos ecosystem. And uh, as you can see at the last issue of uh, Cosmos ecosystem daily news for the 17th of January, we also uh, uh, um, add uh, information about Juno. We uh, really hope that uh, um, all of this is made by the small group of enthusiasts without any support so all our all support from the community is really appreciated uh, because more we will collect good news more easier for us to post the most important news and to inform the community that something happens uh, and uh, some interesting moments that we want to bring with some new updates we uh, try to implement CV20 tokens now to the Sputnik uh, bot. And moreover, uh, Sputnik bot will be transferred on their uh, own blockchain. And of course, we will outsource smart contracts from the Juno network. And Cosm Wasm really great. And this is amazing which possibility gives us uh, interoperable smart contracts and uh, Sputnik network will be will have two parts. One part will be Web two part, uh, which will be still centralized. Uh, but this is made for the very fast sending tips. Like if you want to send uh, two thousand tips for two thousand users, uh, and you don't know their. Uh, um, addresses, but know their um, um, uh, usernames in the t uh, Twitter uh, centralized solution uh, works really good because you don't pay any fees. You can send small tip without paying fees, without uh, waiting for the seven seconds and many thousands of people will get uh, your tokens uh, very fast and after they can withdraw this so web 2 uh, part will not be for the keeping your assets uh, it will not it's not a wallet this is the just a tool to send the tips and uh, don't keep any big funds on uh, this centralized part of the sputnik board this is just for the sending tips and after withdraw it somewhere or to deposit some uh, amount and send these tips to other people so but we, yeah 
Well, and just a respect for time, Vladimir. I sort of cut you short. Like we do have to get Caesar Dow on, but we really need to get the community questions on the go as well. Let's chat another time on this. We'll get you on another time. Any more updates on it? But Vladimir, thank you again for coming on. Very much. Uh, thank you very much, friends. Uh, good to hear from you again. Thank you. Uh, Caesar Dow, uh, can you tell us more about the developments that you're working on within the Juno Network? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, hello, hello. I think this is the first time I'm on a space with a lot of the people on, on this call. So it's exciting to be a bigger part of the community. Um, the biggest update that we have um, out of Caesar Dow this week, of course, is the proposal that we put up. And it's a proposal to build out an options vault, like structured product on Juno, leveraging some of the like staked assets um, in the cosmos. So uh, basically in a nutshell, the way that it's gonna work is that a user will deposit their staked asset, either like staked Atom, staked Juno, staked Osmo, are like the three that we're um, targeting. And then the vault is gonna sell an option contract on the behalf of all the depositors, collect the premium on that contract and compound it back into their position. So it's kind of like um, a virtuous cycle where depositors can uh, leverage these like option uh, contracts to earn more yield on their staked asset. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of the biggest update that we have so far. Um, obviously, we're really excited for V12 to come out to upgrade uh, the the forecast app to use the the Juno Oracle because um, currently we've been running our own Oracle. But yeah, lots of like really cool things happening on Juno now. And it's just like a nice, uh, nice thing to be a part of. Yeah, very, very happy to have you on board, uh, says Adele. Uh, we're looking forward to obviously V12 and and yeah, I think Juno is just going to explode very soon when all this happens. Um, thanks everyone. Wind, I, I do believe we're travelling today uh, so that, that they, they couldn't make it up obviously. So we'll, we'll move on with uh, briefly uh, to the next most important topic on our list is the open mic with the community. But just before I do that, I'd like to share some questions that were posted in the announcement thread for the for the call today. Uh, I'd like to mention too that to the community that this now is your opportunity to have your voice heard. If there's any members of the community who'd like to speak, now's the time to raise your hand or make a request, and I'll make sure we try and get the floor for you if we have time. All right, I'll go over some of these questions. Sasha, nice and simple. <laughs> this is from Sasha. Need devs. Who's want to take that one? I mean, yes, we always need that. <laughs> yeah. uh, if if you expect to like be hired with like a full time salary and benefits for like not really doing anything, like there's all these scammers that like send like fake GitHubs and stuff. So like that's not really a good way to like build reputation in the community. Like build something cool and then share it. And then there's a ton of opportunities. Um, we we judge people by what they do, not their resumes. Excellent. Uh, Astro Wolf then wrote, "When you well, are we, well, when will we get your name in Stargate Zone to Juno Network? Do you know? Well, is this another name squatter? Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Juno Network. Juno should be resolved on the Juno blockchain. I just wrote a whole post about this, ranting about this. Like, um, I think. Juno names should be." 
like resolved on the Juno blockchain by one of our many name services. Maybe we have to pick one between like from from governance, but um, yeah, that's that's my take on that. Juno Network Juno should be resolved on the the Juno blockchain with one of the many Juno name services as chosen by governance. I recently wrote a whole long thread and post about this. If anyone is interested in how we can build a true interchain name system that functions like a real internet versus like a so-called quote, 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 unquote, like interchain name system that is basically run on a single blockchain. Um, I love Stargate names though. I think they're great. Um, and I see us like, you know, also has some cool things about it, but I think we need a better, uh, we need a real interchain name system. So uh, feel free to check out my post and join, join the call for a real interchain name system. Thank you, Jake. Cal uh, wrote, I wonder how the team can bring Juno to more people. Yeah, it's a bear market. I suppose we just keep building wonderful applications that we're doing already. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Uh, yeah, actually, I think uh, I think we're we're doing a decent job, like given the circumstances. We need to keep doing like DAO stuff. I think DAOs are a really great way to like you know bring Juno to more people. Like, look at how like even though it's kind of like silly, like red versus blue, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about Juno. You know, it's like there's a lot more that I think we can do with DAOs to like really just keep Juno in the conversation. And where all the crazy experimentation is happening. And uh, uh, I know some people that have some pretty fucking crazy, insane, awesome DAO ideas. And I think it's a, a really great way to like, like kind of spread the word and make people FOMO about the fun they're missing out on. So, um, yeah, let's just let's keep it up. And also, uh, you know, more, more experimentation with sub DAOs. Like, I, I really like that people are thinking about like uh, marketing sub DAO, you know. We have sauce DAO with the memes, like that's great. Like all these, we need to keep it up with these efforts. Uh, you know the the Turkey proposal with like the international hackathon. I think that's also great if we can start building more like international communities. I think there's like some you know really big opportunities there. Um, yeah. So even though it's a if it's even though it's a bear market, we have to lay the seeds for you know when the like market inevitably changes and it's bull again. And if we, uh, you know work really hard during the bear and like plant those seeds. I, I think they're going to bear a lot of fruit. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jake. I, I'll set a plus one on that. Um, Gerard, oh, I can't pronounce this. Waitians, I think it is. He's asking, will Juno ever recover? I got into crypto when Juno was $30. Um, yeah, it's just piggybacking on what we were saying. It's just uh, keeping momentum, keeping the chat going on, Juno, building DAOs, keeping momentum running. In my opinion. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember this happens. Like, I'm old, and so like I've been through yeah. quite a few crypto cycles now. Um, and I rem remember this happened with like ETH as well. And like a lot of people got into ETH like the first time around at a thousand dollars, or like like fourteen hundred or twelve hundred dollars, and then it collapsed all the way down to eighty. And everyone was it was like very much the same kind of thing. Everyone's like, it's dead, it's dead, never coming back. All the ICO, ICO scammers took everyone's money. It's dead. And then it actually turned out it wasn't dead. Um, these things take time. Um, but, you know, it's, it's quite funny how, like, to me, like, everyone was so, like, ready to, like, um, like, even though there was comparatively, like, basically not very much built at all on, like, any of the Cosmos chains when, like, things were at, like, all-time high prices. Everyone was just 
like throwing money in and money in. And now there's like actually like so much more developer activity. There's like there's so much more like interesting things happening if you like really like try to like pay attention. Um and like the fundamentals are just so much better. And yet the token price is worse, so everyone everyone thinks it's dead, you know. And uh I think that I'm not an investor, uh, but you know, like dollar cost averaging in on like the like the bear markets is usually it's probably not a bad strategy. Um, others probably have more to say about that. I, I, I usually hate talking about like price stuff. Um, yeah. The key thing is like, we just have to build, you know, like, uh, like a great community. And, uh, you know, there's not that many Cosmosm devs in comparison. It's a really pretty new framework. Um, and we're definitely like, like the leaders there. It's like us and Terra basically. Um, and there's really no one else. So, if you believe in like the potential for like cross-chain smart contracts and better smart contract VMs that are not the EVM, like this is a great place to be. And there, there's a lot of innovation happening here, even though it probably doesn't happen as fast as like a lot of people want, because it's hard to build new things. Um, but it's happening. It's it's fucking happening. And and look at look at applications like DowDow. I'm really excited for Windex, White Whale. What White Whale is doing is fucking amazing. Uh, Zardow. It's like there's just like there's so much happening. It's like even hard to Swift protocols listening. I see cron cats out there. Like these are all like cool novel things that are going to be launching over the next couple of months in the bear market. And um, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. We and that mate, absolutely stoked. Um, you think Ethereum's like the way it's layers two, three, fours, etc. You know, I think Cosmos are starting to like take a massive notice in the whole ecosystem now, and the narrative is changing. I think you know you can tell with the price. Look at this time and when Bitcoin was you know last bear market. You know, look at it now. We're sitting at twenty one k now. You know, there's a lot more adoption still to happen. We just need to survive all the way through it. I'm with you on it, Jake. Um, just you know, keep bringing those devs, mate. <laughs> Yeah, and if you if you don't die, if you survive and you get back to the, the those prices, well, holy shit! Then you have a really fucking strong community that's been battle tested, um, and that's priceless. Ain't it just okay? Um, well, we've got five minutes. Anybody wants to jump up for a question, feel free. Put your hands up. Get a request in uh, if you want to ask anything. What the comms that I was up to, or if there's anyone from Sawstar, want to tell us what you've been up to, anything at all. Oh, here's a wee request. I'll just add you as a speaker now. Okay, Landslide Network, Cosmos AVAX is his handle. Welcome to the Juno Community Call. Hey guys, it's an honor to be here. Super stoked. Hello. Hey, we had a we had a chat with Jake earlier a couple weeks ago, and then uh, Sencom uh, from White Whale. We're we're basically building a, a Cosmosm subnet on Avalanche, so we're we're here to support Juno and and learn how we can be of service. Yeah, I think there's there's some really cool you know possibilities for for collaboration. You know, maybe maybe we can like partner on that subnet and get some more tokens for Juno holders or or something. That's, I think that's obvious. Yeah, absolutely. There's, yeah, there's a lot of interesting like possibilities. Um, maybe we maybe for context plan. for those who don't know, so Avalanche, you know, big big ecosystem with a slightly different model than the Cosmos ecosystem, and Landslide, they're taking parts of Avalanche, so launching an Avalanche subnet, but they will enable Cosmosm, you know, which is you know, 
Cosmos Smart Contracts and IBC. So Landslide will build the bridge, basically an IBC bridge between the whole Avalanche ecosystem and the whole Cosmos ecosystem. So think about Cosmos tokens flooding into Avalanche and vice versa. So that's going to be very exciting. Yeah, it's a it's a much bigger world for cross-chain smart contracts and inner-chain DAOs like Juno to go around and play in. So uh, I'm really excited to explore like potential collaborations, you know, and um, yeah, who knows? Maybe we can bring the Juno presence to the Avalanche world. It'd be really sick. I, I really love what you guys are building. And uh, for those of you listening, you should probably give them a follow. It's a very interesting project. Uh, Jake, we we were just proposing like a namespace uh, on our subnet. What what's the um, solution that you'd like us to follow? I saw a long thread that you you posted about it. How would you like us to build namespaces? Uh, I could talk to you about this for like thirty minutes. Um, I feel like time is probably pressed on this sure, call, sure. but uh, I would love love to jump on a call about that. And uh, I have a, a lot of opinions, but I I don't want to like. It's a it's a long topic. Uh, I think the the key with namespaces is that they should be like DNS. So, so the domain name system for the internet is great. You have all these top level domains like .dot com .dot org .dot uh you know zone .dot io. Uh, they all resolve to these name servers. Um, and I think in an interchain world, uh, we need something similar for the interchain. Uh, it, but instead of top level domains, we might have chains, for example. So like dot juno resolves on the juno chain or you know dot you know landslide resolves on like the landslide subnet or like dot you know uh cosmos resolves on the cosmos hub dot stars on stargaze zone you know etc um there's a lot of work to do on this and uh yeah it'd be it'd be great to chat more about it um and also chat more about like yeah like the really really fucking interesting opportunities that we can enable I'm fucking stoked, man. Sure. Yeah. Are, 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 is there any AVAX like LPs on Window that are being proposed? They're, they're voting for them similarly in Kujira. Yeah, potentially. Uh, you know, but that's, it's like, it's not like IBC AVAX. It's like Axelar AVAX, which is right, still, right. It's still something. But, you know, um, the stuff we can do with IBC is just so much more interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to like uh, intro you to the team. Uh, you know, as as a interchain like ecosystem, it's it's important to like interoperate with like all the other big in- ecosystems. So like, um, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm already talking with the Axlar team, so uh, I can uh, intro them and you to Window. So, um, I'll do it after this call. But Swift yeah, protocol, you know. Also, we should do another. Um, like a Juno, like Avalanche space, because I think uh, we did we did one actually was it like a couple of weeks ago, and it wound up being like extremely extremely interesting. And uh, you know, there's a lot of like economic potential in the interchain, and I think uh, communities are only just beginning to explore it. And I think one of the things we can do as the Juno community is look beyond even Cosmos. Like, what opportunities? Like, how can we like you know bring value to Juno stakers? by taking advantage of opportunities in Avalanche and taking advantages of opportunities in Polkadot. You know, as the interchain grows, there's like a ton of fucking potential there. And like limiting ourselves to just Cosmos SDK chains is, I think, kind of a missed opportunity. But we're not going to miss the opportunity because we're fucking, you know, we're fucking Juno. 
<laughs> yes, Jake. Um, Swift, you had your hands up. Do you want to close out anything before we go, mate? For sure. Two things. First of all, I wanted to congratulate the uh, Juno Core team on the release of V12. There's a lot of really important features in that version that are going to be uh, used a lot by us, including the Oracle for USD-based uh, item pricing on Swift. And obviously also Token Factory, which is going to be powering the Swift token. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to congratulate uh, the team on this amazing new milestone. And uh, we're really looking forward to the future on Juno. And second thing that just came up, Landslide Network, never heard of it. And now it just comes up as an absolutely amazing product that you guys are building. We'd love to have a chat with you guys about deploying e-commerce contracts on your chain so uh yeah let's discuss yeah we can do real world assets as well as nfts uh it's mostly on evm stuff but we we can port it to cosmosm that's awesome well guys i've really enjoyed this call today thank you everyone who's attended um and the community questions on the twitter thread we will have us recorded we'll get some snippets done we'll see you in a couple of weeks uh stay tuned for the weekly Juno Roundups being done by the comms now and also next week we'll be revealing another project on the Inside Scoop. Take care everybody, have a great day. Goodbye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Juno Community Call number 3, organized by the Communications SubDAO, recorded on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. For terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark IBC enabled. Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and her braces yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking rig roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Burks gonna cash cow country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full, spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor Until someone's looking over it's a fascinating phenomenon when that happens. And what, when you analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like, who would have guessed you'd turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret. Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet. I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks. Looking at the rectangles, damn, they kinda thick. We've gone through a whole lot of kings here. Cutting off heads just to bring cheer. Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up when you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk. On some first time buyer's luck, Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch. And put your hands up if you fuck this year. And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare. And put your mask on just to go outside. Looking at the planet about to downsize. So climate change will not make.
that takes out all of New York City and basically every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Terrible spaces.